0: To the Paul McGuire report on today's program we're going to discuss and examine and expose probably one of the most important truths in the suppression of information and by what by what I mean by that is after spending decades analyzing things like social engineering scientific mind control, persuasion advertising techniques and on and on and on there are a variety of technologies and mechanisms and psychological principles that you can exploit to get people to believe just about anything anywhere in the world. But the one thing, the, the through theme, if you will, the one thing that I have observed over decades of study and observation is, is this one principle. And we're going to um, help educate you at a higher level so that you can educate your friends and loved ones as to what this methodology is. Now, when they first hear it, they may reject it because they're in denial. That's part of being brainwashed. You're in denial. The ordinary or average brainwashed person, one of the main main symptoms of being brainwashed is the following. The brainwashed individual emphatically emphatically and passionately does not believe that he or she is in any way brainwashed or that their thoughts, ideologies, beliefs, faiths, or whatever, all the things that they think are real, that that they think emanate from within them and their choices, the average person believes that that is merely a product of their own will, uh, their making up their mind, uh, their personality... Their ability to perceive, so on and so forth. But the deeper principle that emerges when you look at any society or individual or culture or system in which the inhabitants of that system or that personality or whatever are in what could be called technically or neurologically or psychologically the people in that brainwashed system essentially embrace a collective or kind of a tribal uh, hive mind, world brain consciousness. Now, there's a secret to all this. I I call it a a secret to the kingdom. The kingdom can represent many things. The kingdom of God, of course, represents God and his kingdom and authority and resources and power, and so on and so forth. But There, there are secrets to the kingdom of people's minds, their intellects, how they arrive and derive their beliefs. And once you understand it, it's not mysterious. It's not some complex puzzle. It is a basic, fundamental principle of human nature. A fundamental exploitation of the inherent weaknesses in human nature. That I believe. Emerged after the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve rejected God's primary commandment at the time. And they rejected, they rejected God's word in the Garden of Eden. And then they chose to reject God's word, but then they furthermore chose to believe a lie, to believe the opposite of what God is saying. And this is a truth we constantly talk about on the Paul McGuire report, but it's a deep Deep well of enormous understanding and revelation. So, I want to explore this scientific principle because when you try to ponder or think or evaluate anything that's going on in your life, anything that's going on in your world, eventually, whatever the circumstances, the challenges, the, the environment, and I don't mean, you know, like the, how hot it is or how cold it is, I'm talking about the psychological mental environment, whatever the psychological or mental environment, the power for scientists and technocrats and cult leaders and fascist charismatic dictators like Adolf Hitler or whatever, the power that they have on people stems from a deep understanding of this all-important principle. And this all-important principle is used over over and over and over and over and over again because it, 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 it functions as an inexhaustible source of highly sophisticated, highly reliable, highly f- effective social psychological manipulation on a level that really, when you look at it and analyze it and see the results, on a level that is staggering. It's staggering. Now, I want to, to in, in the short form, explain and and share this truth with you. I believe that if you will devote yourselves—and it doesn't take all that much time, believe me—if you will devote yourselves to essentially a minimal or moderate study of this principle, and when you move in your consciousness, when you move in your mind from a medium understanding of this principle or an entry-level understanding of this principle, you will begin to derive immediate results that are profound and that have the capacity to profoundly benefit you in, in a seemingly endless number of ways. Now, in all the years that I've been doing research on this and related topics, and this topic, by the way, is covered in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and the inevitable question I will always get asked, it's usually asked flippantly. It's usually asked by a person who has spent zero minutes studying the subject matter. But you see, when I bring it up, they're not aware of it. But when I bring it up, it provokes uh, a, a subconscious reaction that releases their animosity Towards me and towards anybody that would dare to suggest that perhaps if they meet certain qualifications, that perhaps they may indeed be part of this. What I have been increasingly calling, they're part of Zombie Land. And Zombie Land is the land where all the people that are brainwashed and in a trance end up, and they end up there due to their own volitional will. They choose to live in Zombie Land because they want about, they want to be around people. That will reinforce um, their contentment with knowing nothing, their contentment with fatalism, their contentment with living life on autopilot and walking around dazed and confused. Because you could examine another psychological principle, and that psychological principle, known under a number of names, which, you know, all of this stuff is in my books. And from the first books to the most current books, the, the level of it's simple and easy to read, but the level of understanding, the potential for revelation increases with every book because each book in succession reflects my own personal growth in understanding and experiencing revelation regarding these matters. When you devote yourself to not only searching out for the truth in God's Word, but when then you take God's Word, and discipline yourself to apply God's Word to all the challenges of life, you will sow what you reap. And by that I mean you will begin to reap more knowledge, more knowledge, more understanding, more understanding, and all of that conveys upon you, according to God's promises from Genesis to Revelation, and a special emphasis from God in the book of Proverbs— where God nails it and he just brings it all the way home and tells you concisely that if you will pursue wisdom and knowledge and guidance and understanding, if you will go after it with a vengeance, so to speak, which simply means if you will pursue pursue those things, those areas of knowledge, if you will pursue them aggressively, the Lord says, not me, the Lord says in the book of Proverbs, that God will reward you powerfully. Because people that are wise, people that have acquired knowledge and understanding and guidance, are obeying the law of sowing and reaping. In their quest, in their search, in their pursuit of knowledge and wisdom and understanding, they reap uh, an incredible harvest. And a small percentage of Christians that call themselves Christians ever reap this incredible harvest. They are content to live in zombie land, walking around in a daze. But for those rare few, for that rare breed of people who are truly heroes, they're heroes because they have the courage and they uh, maintain the fearlessness of going where no man has gone before and they don't rest until they really nail it, and they really acquire knowledge and understanding and guidance and wisdom. That's a rare breed. But it is those people, that chosen few, that they are the people that, in the, in the final sense of the word, they are the people that God is looking for, and if God is looking for them right now. Perhaps you're one. Because God, when God says that God goes to and fro across the earth um, seeking a person that he can bless supernaturally, seeking someone to stand in the gap as an intercessory prayer warrior. So right now God is going to and fro across the earth seeking someone who will be willing to stand in the gap and be an intercessory prayer warrior. In order to stand in the gap, please God, and being an intercessory prayer warrior, you must flee the land of the conventional. You must move out of zombie land, and you must be willing to walk on the water, even though everybody else is saying it's impossible. And you must have, as God says in his word, a legitimate hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, the people who Who get up and pursue that, they are the people that God is pleased with. God knows them by name. God has a call on their life. And God's reward to them for their ability and their willingness to go where nobody's gone before and to pursue knowledge and wisdom and guidance and things of that nature, God rewards them by granting to them an incredible download. Of supernatural wisdom and knowledge and understanding, revelation of what history was all about, a supernatural understanding of the complex principles that govern our reality, that govern your life, that govern this world, that govern America. You become a chosen one of God and you become a recipient of God's divine favor and blessing. And because of that, you and those like you are in a position. Because of your obedience and faith, you are in a position to receive God's enormous rewards of wisdom and knowledge and power and victory. You see, you can't really be one who stands in the gap if you're in a state of ignorance. Because if you're in a state of ignorance, you you would have no understanding of the nature of the battle, who the enemy is, who the good guys are precisely what kind of military strategies and precisely what kind of military technology has the power to defeat your adversary, the evil one. See, God really can't use you to his highest desire as a kingdom warrior or a spiritual warrior who God has placed in your heart the power, nothing less than this, the power to transform the world, the the power to uh, ignite a biblical third great awakening the power to ignite a biblical revival and the power to change the contemporary luciferian status quo you see the child of god who is on fire and really hungry for god is a unique man or woman and god is able to distinguish very clearly god is able to distinguish between those people who are simply on autopilot playing church, playing religion, going through the motions, practicing empty rituals. God knows who are His, and God knows who, which among His people are the real de- deal, and which among His people who are just faking it. Those that are faking it ultimately are powerless. They are anemic, weak Christians, and Christians in name only. But God is looking for His elect, God is looking at you. You look at every biblical story, every biblical truth, every biblical narrative. God repeats this all-important message and teaching over and over again, because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And if you get in on the right side of this, you are high-voltage, dunamis, dynamite power from God. You are like a 007 to the devil. You have the license to kill, not kill people, not break the law but to kill the principalities and powers and Satan. And and before you're tempted to get into some inane theological argument about how that could be true, I'll I'll give you a break and spare you the work. It can be true when you're talking about killing the devil and killing the fallen angels in the sense of not physical bloody murder, but in the sense of immobilizing them by using the the keys of the kingdom and using your spiritual authority to bind or block or confine the power of the demonic. Or you can loose, which means release or invoke the power of God, the awesome power of the Holy Spirit and the awesome power of God in any spiritual warfare situation. So the bottom line is, yeah, right now it's important that every person who has a conscience along with every person who claims to be a real born, correct, born again Christian. It's vitally important that each one of us pray before God in humility. Don't come before God with the attitude of you know it all and your the- your theology and perspective alone is the only one that is infallible. All of that is riddled with pride. You come to God now humbly and you ask God to open your mm-hmm. eyes so that you can see with your eyes what is really going on. I mean, for crying out loud, why do you think God performed specific miracles when he was first visiting the earth? And and many of those specific miracles were supernatural miracles, which opened up blind eyes and allowed the people with blind eyes to see. Another prevalent miracle that Jesus Christ would regularly perform was that he would open up deaf ears, and those that were deaf and could not hear were supernaturally healed by the power of God, and he opened up their deaf ears so that they could hear for the first time in their lives. So we have this very large global percentage of people that, for whatever reason, they lack the capacity to see what's going on in reality, comprehend it and understand it and act upon it. And so their ability, their inability to see, classifies them as the blind. Now, understanding this truth from the deeper perspective of God Almighty, we recognize that Jesus Christ is not merely talking about people who are afflicted with biological, genetic, or accidental blindness in which they can't see due to some kind of neurological biological or medical problem. Uh, In other words, their blindness is not the result of uh, an anatomical problem or a biological problem, but they're prohibited from really seeing what's going on. That limits their capacity of what they can do to change the world. That limits their capacity in all kinds of ways. The same with somebody who's biologically or genetically deaf it limits their capacity to hear and comprehend the information, the, the data, the content that is necessary to acquire in order for that person to accomplish what God wants them to accomplish. So we have two potential sets of people, one that are blind, one, the other set which are deaf and they cannot hear. So their deafness and their blindness erects a wall between them and how deep they can perceive or hear or see reality. Because it's only if they can see or hear reality that they can marshal the power to transform that reality and be victorious in the spiritual war. So when we, when we review the consistent miracles of Jesus Christ, and the fact that he healed so many deaf people and he healed so many blind people, we have to dig deeper than the obvious. The obvious is there's a biological, medical, genetic problem that's inhibiting or prohibiting them from seeing or hearing. Therefore, their ability to acquire knowledge, data and power and engage in effective spiritual warfare obviously is severely limited because I know you're not supposed to use the word handicap, but for the sake of you know making this a simple explanation, their blindness and their deafness to a large degree has handicapped them because they can't see and they can't hear. So the assumption is, when people read the Bible, is that all the miracles that Jesus performed in Israel and in other places, where he opened up blind eyes and they could see, where he opened up deaf ears and they could hear, the assumption The autopilot assumption by the majority of Christians, the majority of preachers, the majority of Bible teachers, and in the majority of Bible commentaries, the majority assumption is that that is the reason why Jesus devoted such such a large percentage of his ministry performing miracles that had the net effect of miraculously curing blindness and miraculously clearing deafness in the physical, biological, and genetic sense. But if we dig deeper, if we dig deeper, we understand that the way to get the full spectrum of understanding of the truth that Jesus Christ is talking about is that we must, if we're going to diligently study the Word of God, we must approach any interpretation and any understanding of the Word of God from a multi-layered, multi-dimensional approach. So, even though the primary message that Jesus Christ is communicating is that he has the supernatural and miraculous power that allows him to perform miracles and open up blind eyes and open up deaf ears, that's the primary understanding and application of those verses. But I'm not saying, and listen, please listen carefully, I am not saying that those verses are relegating those those, uh, miraculous events. the realm of only a biological, genetic um, type of miracle. I mean, that's that's big enough of a miracle in and of itself, and and it's mind-blowing to contemplate it. But Jesus Christ didn't waste words. And so I believe um, that Jesus Christ had... Uh, at minimum, as as throughout the Scripture, you will see passages of Scripture that appear to have a dual meaning. First, there's the primary meaning in the historical reality sense, but often Jesus will embed the the priority or the most common definition of the meaning. He will embed a secondary, but yet all-important truth. So, In in fact, Jesus is communicating a dual truth, a double truth, a double whammy, and I believe that's the reason why Jesus spent such an emphasis healing the blind and healing the deaf. First and foremost, he wanted to demonstrate that he was the Son of God and capable of performing miracles in which the blind were then able to miraculously see, and that's a miracle, and it should just knock you off your feet but i also believe jesus christ had a secondary meaning and thus when you study the scriptures carefully i believe there's a dual meaning to those verses so we understand now the the primary or the first meaning and let's go into the dual meaning or let's say the secondary meaning i believe without question that the dual meaning or the secondary meaning of those verses applies to and refers to those group, those groups of men and women and children and leaders, etc., in any society, who who claim to be wise, who claim to be understanding, who kind of pridefully boast that they are they're the wise people, they have superior intelligence and knowledge and wealth, and it's because of that superior DNA, superior wealth, superior knowledge and superior intelligence they are the ones that have the superior ability to understand the complexity of our given reality and to understand the multidimensional uh layers in reality and i think most of you are tracking with me but guess what god surprises us as he often does and i believe that the secondary meaning if you listen carefully and think about it when you're reading the Word of God and pray over the Word of God, I believe that the secondary meaning is perhaps more powerful than the acquisition of the primary meaning. And if you listen to that still small voice and you meditate in the Word of God, that the secondary meaning will begin to vibrate in in your inner soul and inner man and inner woman. Because I believe that Jesus Christ was referring, using the language of his own day and time. I believe that Jesus Christ was referring to the supernatural, natural, intellectual, logical, rational, and spiritual ability to decode the complexity of our reality, which is based on the education, training, and indoctrination that produces our inner perception. So we have two realities. We have the biological, physical, eyeball reality. But then we have the secondary reality, which is a projection of our consciousness, a projection of our mental faculties, a decoding of our mental faculties as they are in the business of proce- processing physical reality. And this physical reality is far more than merely um, um, biological visual abilities, genetic visual abilities, having the right prescription glasses, assuming glasses were around, and things like that. But this secondary reality, which is very, very powerful, is the consciousness and the awareness produced by our intellects, by our spirit man, by our logic, our reason, our indoctrination, the the social engineering we received. We look at our reality and if you go into quantum physics and other things, you recognize that our reality is largely a, an illusion produced by our consciousness, which is formed by indoctrination, social engineering, religious beliefs, etc., etc. So the secondary reality, I believe Jesus is referring to that as well as the first reality. And, and I believe that Jesus Christ... Is supernaturally healing us and people in, in the time of ancient Israel. I believe that Jesus Christ has been and is healing people now all over the world, all across the United States, all across the ancient world. I believe that Jesus Christ is going around healing people of a different kind, but a more powerful blindness. I believe that Jesus Christ is healing people from the bias and distortion of reality and the delusions and illusions of reality that counterfeit religions embed into our consciousness, and that includes secular humanism, transhumanism, and other faulty perceptions regarding reality. If you've been indoctrinated in a religion or a mystical cult or the occult, you, your worldview, what, you, what you're seeing through your eyes, is a counterfeit reality Based and created on counterfeit truths, spiritual delusion, spiritual illusion, uh, distortions in our consciousness, etc. And modern man would call a lot of that programming. So to cut to the chase, I believe that Jesus Christ is supernaturally healing people from their blindness, and this specific kind of blindness is produced. By highly sophisticated scientific and technological uh, blinding or programming. so that, that everything we do when we process through our physical senses, we are processing sensory input, which is telling us that this is reality, you know, blue skies, white clouds, people look like this, people look like that. But a huge percentage of that so-called physical reality is actually produced by a very powerful set of pre-programmed inner biases, uh, very high-level scientific-slash-occultic mechanisms of consciousness. The, the Sometimes the uh, effects of psychotropic or psychedelic drugs, like, you know, mescaline, LSD, etc., <clears throat> they create artificial realities. Media creates artificial realities. Exposing yourself to specific numerical measurement frequencies in terms of isochronic tones, um, binaural beats, or, you know, as I read you the other day, the actual color spectrum. Each color, whether it's purple or orange or yellow or blue or whatever, each you're looking at the colors in our reality. This is a very simple illustration. As you look at the colors, as you perceive the different colors in our reality, it could be flowers, it could be paintings, it could be vegetables, fruits, they will appear to you in different colors. And each each fruit, each each source of color, colors become the individual and unique colors that they are because each color On the uh, um, electromagnetic uh, wavelength spectrum, each color is generating a specific, unique, and different electromagnetic frequency. So, for example, blue, red, green, for starters, we can perceive that with our eyeballs as unique and and distinct colors. But what is creating the existence of those colors? For our perception to see, is the fact that each color is projecting a specific and different numerical frequency of color. So every color has a corresponding precise electromagnetic frequency. So if you got rid of the various different colors in the world or nature, it would be bland and dull, utilitarian, man left to his own devices. Would create everything. If man couldn't get away with it, man would create everything in black, white, and the hues of gray. Because man essentially is colorless, because man is essentially soulless. Unlike God, you look at the Garden of Eden, it's resplendent with different colors. But if you manage to wipe out all the physical things that are generating these beautiful colors, you might momentarily panic until you realize that the energy source that is actually projecting these different colors in your reality world, in your world of your senses, all the colors you're experiencing, all the colors that you're able to see with your biological eyes, ultimately have as their source a specific numerical electromagnetic frequency. And so all you have to do is start to use any simple technology, which could be, you know, uh, banging Tibetan bowls that are generating a specific high-level frequency or, or any other things, any other number of things. And if you generate a specific numerical frequency, like sound frequency or a light frequency, and their are frequencies beyond sound and light on both ends of the spectrum, they will project into your physical world reality Vivid colors that you can see. Because that, when you get down to the primary elements and the physics of our reality, that is what our reality is composed of. It doesn't mean for a moment that God didn't create it. It absolutely means that God created it. But God, because He's omniscient, all knowing, God in His omniscience and all knowingness, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, He has the power to do anything He chooses with the composition of our reality. And so, by an act of his will, at any time he chooses, he can cause a sound flowing from a specific electromagnetic frequency that is numerical and can be identified. God can release sound, and and a sound that is coming from specific electromagnetic frequencies and any number of sources like binaural beats and isochronic tones. So when you look at your physical reality, all of a sudden, those vivid colors, those vivid sounds will appear before your senses, and they're being generated by God, and God is simply as the all-knowing God. He has decided in his power, he has decided in his royal power, that he is going to use technologies— Which I call the technologies of God. Because even though these technologies have been discovered and applied by men and women, the real origination point of these frequencies and technologies is that it was God Almighty, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, as the King of the universe, he made the choice from the throne room of God. He made the choice, his choice, he made the choice to bring into our physical, Reality world, these vivid colors, these wondrous sounds, these beautiful visuals, and they're all flowing from the technology of God. Now, the technology of God is not an AM or FM radio. The technology of God is, you know, not some kind of digital sound system with speakers. The technology of God is any technology or any science that his omniscient brain at any time chooses to materialize. So, God can literally yawn and simultaneously materialize these vivid colors and vivid sounds. And no matter what is generating them, some kind of technology or binaural beats or isochronic tones or whatever, when you go back to the final origination point, the final source, you discover that behind it all, it is God, it is God Almighty, who in his sovereign will chose to produce vivid colors, and chose to produce wondrous sounds through technology that God organically created. And so the reason the world in its natural state is beautiful and wondrous to explore is because the character of God is that God is love and God is creative. God is the creator and God is love. And it's out of that he creates not only the Garden of Eden, which was paradise, All the good things in our modern world flow from the omniscience of God, and it's mind-blowing and it's wonderful beyond belief and completely adversarial to the ugliness and soullessness of what man creates. So it's important to understand this. And finally, it's important to understand that you physically and psychologically, you with your body, you with your heart, your brain cells, and everything else, along with every other human being on planet Earth, there is a fundamental truth produced by God that is at work in all of our lives, in all of our existence, in this world, in this reality that we live in. And we, if we're going to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, we need to master the acquisition of this high-level knowledge, this high-level learning, this high-level technology and guidance and wisdom. We need to master it. So we can do good things. And so here's something that should rock your world, but you can apply it. You in this reality and everybody you know in this reality, your face, your jokes, your conversations, what you create, you, your being, your existence, whether you're male or female, whether you're wearing running shoes or leather shoes, whatever it is, whatever you are that people can see and touch and talk to in this physical world reality, When you go back to the original source, what they call you with your unique name is this. You are in this world in all your physical dimension forms. You are in this world a physical projection, or even deeper than that, you are and exist in this world as an electromagnetic frequency projection. In other words, everything you are, your memories, your life, everything you physically interact with, everything you physically are, flows from a source, which is you are a specific numerical electromagnetic frequency projection into this physical world reality. So what people call your existence, what you call your existence, really is This is what you really are, so you might as well own it and understand it and fly with it. This is who you really are. You are an electromagnetic frequency projection from another dimension that uses a specific numerical code or number. Just like every color is an electromagnetic frequency projection projecting its color in this physical dimension, and that color And and that electromagnetic frequency projection represents a specific numerical EMF frequency. Everything in this world is frequency, electromagnetic frequency, everything. This is the massive breakthrough of quantum physics and quantum mechanics. When you understand that, you go from victim to victor. When you understand that in the power of the Holy Spirit, you go from slave to more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You see, right now we're going to do a change, and I'm going to use kind of a poetic flow to illustrate a complex series of truths, but I want to make it as simple as possible. So let's step into an alternative reality created by our collective imaginations. You and I are going back, let's say, in time to when uh, Met Stadium was built in, in Queens, New York and we're sitting in, in, in the seats and we're watching a series of the most famous ba- uh, games in the history of baseball and we, but we've gone back in time so we're in a different time zone and we don't know how this works but somehow we went back in time to watch the Mets play some of the most important games in the history of baseball. Now, what allowed us to go back in time, and whether we went back in time to the Mets game, or we're in this present time zone to watch the Mets game, whatever whatever case, the fact that we are, especially to the people around us, we are in a physical reality sense. We are observable. We can order hot dogs and sauerkraut and mustard and eat them. We can cheer when, when the guy is up the bat that we want and the bases are loaded. And he hits a home run. And we're part of the screaming crowd rooting our team on. And everything around us is physical and real, and we're there. That's on the basic consciousness level of how you're educated in contemporary education and society. Because certain people have a powerful investment in making sure that you can't break through your artificially lower level of consciousness, because that would grant you very, very supernatural powers that would enable you, if you understood these powers and how to use them, they would give you or enable you the supernatural power to overthrow that secret elite which uses invisibility as their primary weapon. And they're the ones that are basically rigging or controlling the reality that we're in. Because their purpose and endgame in the implementation creation of the physical reality That they're projecting to dominate our consciousness and to dominate our world is designed to make us their unknowing, unconscious slaves, and simultaneously design them and allow them to acquire special supernatural powers that will grant them the ability through advanced technology and advanced sciences to function as God kings or rulers. Of this world. Now, you and I have just, in in our metaphor, you and I have just begun to understand this because we went through a rocket ride through space and time as we moved back in time to the earlier Met seasons and baseball games at Met Stadium. And that trip was so, that time travel trip was so jarring. And we, we saw reality flash by our lives where, where seconds were actually hours. And it was just like a stroboscopic series of images revealing to us that there was the passage of time. But our physical watches, were, were, our digital watches, were giving us the real time measured in normally conventional real time reality. So our world was rocked. And when people's world is rocked, They begin to desire to to implement breakthrough thinking, and they begin to think outside of the box of their programming. Programming that most people don't believe exists, but programming that keeps you confined in a kind of prison, a cosmic prison created by the globalist elite, which is designed to look like a cosmic theme park for your eternal. Pleasure, your eternal fun, your eternal games. So they have designed the uh, Supermax prison. They have designed it to physically look like the most incredible theme park ever designed by mankind. So we think we're in a kind of artificial paradise where it's fun, 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 you know, until the daddy took the T-bird away, you know, the lyrics to that song. That's that's what where we think we are. But that's not where we are at all. We're not in this artificial paradise, you see, and that's their end game. That's all a diversion of our consciousness. They are spending trillions of dollars to construct global technology that can transform the our reality, transform consciousness. And an essential component in this all powerful transformational consciousness is electromagnetic frequencies at specific mathematical numbers and the ability to manipulate the electromagnetic frequencies with newly developed technologies such as 5G and other broadcasters and transmitters of EMF technology, including the human body, the human brain, and the human soul. So, taking this time travel uh, trip has jarred our consciousness. It's like somebody dumped a big bucket of cold, freezing water on our heads, and all of a sudden we're shivering, but we're awake. And we understand for the first time in our lives that when the Apostle Paul said these words, for our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the person of principalities, the powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, all of a sudden we find ourselves on an escalator going up, way up to a higher, higher level of understanding, a higher level of comprehension, a higher level of knowledge, and a higher level of consciousness, which fits in with the biblical truth that knowledge is power. As we acquire more power that comes from acquiring more knowledge, more consciousness, more understanding, more guidance, we enter a higher consciousness, which gives us a far higher vibrational frequency, which transforms us as individuals, and the illusion-delusion is beginning to dissipate like fog, and we can see the truth. And all of a sudden, there is a large percentage of people that call themselves born-again Christians that stop being afraid of intellectual development. They stop being afraid of knowledge and guidance and wisdom and understanding. They stop being afraid of it. And their fearlessness begins to spread across the body of Christ in America and across the world. And they understand for the first time in their lives, and it hits them with the sense of a physical impact, but it's not really a physical impact. impact. It's a discharge of electromagnetic frequency energy. And all of a sudden, for the first time in their lives, they start to understand that when you interpret the Bible properly, when you rightly divide the Word of God, and you just don't go into autopilot consciousness where you see the truth of God's Word and because you don't understand it you erroneously become frightened and in your state of fear you go into autopilot consciousness which causes you to suppress with all your might you begin to suppress knowledge guidance understanding wisdom which are all the keys to 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 for God to give you power and for God to use you in the last days but the but, but the But the normal reaction, the programmed reaction for centuries among Christians is, oh, it's different. Crush it. Now, we're not for one moment pulling a Trojan horse on you. We're not for one moment telling you that you shouldn't avoid uh, deception. We're not telling you for one moment that you shouldn't um, avoid apostasy. We're not telling you for one moment that you shouldn't discern the spirits. We're not telling you to follow the lies of Lucifer. We're telling you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of the Lord. Why? Because you have been placed in the last days. The secular world, the Illuminati, the Luciferian elite that have infiltrated what's called black physics and other sciences and technologies— Technologies like CERN, which is an interdimensional portal, which was what the Tower of Babel was and is. The Tower of Babel was an interdimensional portal that allowed demonic beings from another dimension to come into the earth via the technology of the Tower of Babel, which is an interdimensional portal. Now, that's not something we should be afraid of. We should be in charge of that. And so there's all these transformations going on in secular society because secular society is is opening itself up as never before to highly advanced luciferian technology, science and genetics. But just because Lucifer's crowd is exploiting and using luciferian technology, science and genetics does not for one moment mean that God's people are not supposed to, as the Bible commands us to do, that God's people are not supposed to acquire supernatural knowledge, supernatural wisdom, supernatural technology, supernatural science, wisdom, and build and act upon it. Knowledge is power, whether the devil and his crowd uses it or or God uses it and God's people use it. Knowledge is power, and that's why God repeatedly tells us over and over again that as real Christians, we are to acquire knowledge, which gives us wisdom, which gives us guidance, which gives us power. So that's what we should be about in the last days. And when we, the moment you and I make the decision to stop falsely dividing the Word of God, the moment you and I make the decision to rightly divide the Word of God, The moment you and I begin to reject spiritual deception and embrace spiritual truths, at the very moment we do that, we will embrace sophisticated, biblically based scientific truths, scientific technology, and science of all kinds. And when we allow the Lord to birth in us, Through the Holy Spirit, the dunamis dynamite power of God, when we allow the Lord Jesus Christ to birth within us a revelation of a supernatural power and wisdom, we will find that we have entered a kind of promised land. And in this kind of promised land that we've entered into by faith and obedience to to the dictates of the Word of God, we learn that. God has given us all kinds of superior spiritual weapons that can defeat the devil and the fallen angels. As the Apostle Paul said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that we have been given supernatural weapons that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are artificial realities produced by unbelief, doubt, and a rejection of God's Word. But we can triumph over that. So what God wants is for his people to gain exceptional biblical and supernatural wisdom. And one of the primary ways that we can do that is to reject spiritual error wherever we find it. And so here's a primary spiritual error or a primary spiritual stronghold. When we falsely believe that technology and science and wisdom, etc., is of the devil, then we are forever exiled from truth, from the principles of the Word of God. The road to victory lies in the fact that if we will keep our feet firmly planted on the path of truth, which is the path of the Word of God, we can possess the land that God has for us as joint heirs with Jesus. So the body of Christ has been supernaturally oppressed by the lies of the devil, supernaturally oppressed by demonic strongholds, which, are, which create reality patterns of lies in the physical realm, but they can be removed when we choose to believe the truth in God's Word and acquire the truth of God's Word. Right now, the majority of the body of Christ believes all kinds of horrific false doctrine. A primary one would be this false belief that there are two different realities. One reality is the reality which says science, logic, reason, genetics, advanced mathematics, technology, and every other kind of discipline. All of that is of the devil, and Christians need to stay away from it. That is not rightly diverted. dividing the Word of God, and believing that all of the knowledge and the wisdom and the science and technology is from the devil keeps God's people enslaved in ignorance and and opens the door for the devil and the principalities and powers to dominate them, enslave them, and bring them into captivity, which is happening now to a large degree. If we truly want to see a spiritual revolution that manifests itself on the level of a biblical Third Great Awakening and a biblical revival, then we need to reject these false understandings of the Word of God, and we need to do what God says, which is to believe the Word of God, put our faith in the Word of God. And when we truly believe the Word of God and put our faith in the Word of God, then then we become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And we recognize that originally, it was the original intent of God Almighty for his people to discover science, technology, various inventions, uh, free energy, um, an endless spectrum of technologies and inventions and sciences. It was God's destiny for his people to invent, discover, and allow the human race to greatly benefit by all these advanced sciences and technologies. But because God's people decided to become superstitious, which means they stopped rightly dividing the Word of God, and they started uh, understanding and dividing the Word of God based on lies, mythologies, superstitions, and erroneous man-made ideas, when mankind took a departure from the truth of God's Word, and began to embrace falsehoods, that unplugged the main power source for the supernatural body of Christ, which was and is the dunamis dynamite power of God. So to bring it all home, if we want to see an awesome, powerful, and authentic, authentically biblical revival, an authentic biblical third great awakening in the last days, which is the time period in which we live, If we want to see God rock and roll and turn up and flip around the enemy, if we want to trample on the serpents and the demons and the Luciferian forces, all we have to do is ask God for forgiveness, repent of going down the roads of unbelief. All we have to do is put our faith and belief in the Word of God and in the power of God. And then, after we believe in the faith and the power of God, then, out of obedience, we begin to behave function, act, and do things based on the truth of God's Word and not on the basis of mythological fear-based fantasies. The moment we do that, we cause there to be a massive chain reaction in the invisible realm or the spiritual world. Whatever it is, and it's most likely unbelief and fear, whatever it is that has caused a division between the people of God, the body of Christ, and uh, all the possibilities in our physical realm uh, reality, including God's people inventing and discovering highly advanced technology, highly advanced sciences, and highly advanced wisdom and knowledge and guidance and wisdom. So so whatever it has been through the centuries that caused the division between those two categories, and once again, I would—I would— Hypothesized that what caused the division was the false belief that there are two worlds the mechanical, logical, rational, so called scientific world, and the other world being the truthfulness of the Bible, the truthfulness of God, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, and the miraculous power of, of Jesus Christ. So when we re embrace final reality, which is the true truth of God's Word, This is what we do. We admit, we repent of believing in two different realities and two different worlds, because that is false. It's a lie of Satan. And we return to the belief system that God has called us to believe. And that's the belief system that says there is only one reality, the final reality. There are not two realities. There is only one reality, the final reality. And Jesus Christ is not Lord of just a religious, myopic, spiritual world, but Jesus Christ is Lord of every area of life. Jesus Christ is Lord of lords of every category, every area, every segment of life. In other words, Jesus Christ is Lord of all of life and not just a few arbitrarily self labeled religious trinket categories of life. Do you see the difference between the two? One is true truth, one is an apostasy. When we re-embrace the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord of all of life and reject the falsehood that the only reality that we can believe is true are these little fragments of of distorted reality, the moment we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and chop off the octopus-like umbilical cord of knowledge and life and wisdom between the body of Christ And those that have become reprobate in their minds, the moment we create a permanent division or separation, then these two worlds—one which is the false demonic world, and the other which is the true world created by the Creator, capital C—when we sever the false connection, we allow, and we we allow to be birthed true truth, final reality, and when true truth and final reality is finally birthed, we find that we are going to be catapulted into the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, with glorified bodies to live with Jesus Christ eternally for all eternity. And we will rule and reign with Christ beginning now, not in the future, we will rule and reign with Christ beginning now, and we will sit on thrones near Jesus Christ as he sits on his throne. In other words, we were created from the beginning. Adam and Eve were given by God the power to rule and reign planet Earth. Adam and Eve were given by God the power to be the kings and queens of planet Earth. Why? Because they were made in the image of God, and God was the ruler of planet Earth. And so when we enter the future for all eternity, we will, rule the fu- we will enter the future as kings and queens, are priest kings, and we will rule and reign with Christ forever and ever and ever. And the devil, the demons, the demonic, the, the distortions, the lies, the delusions, the illusions, they will all be burnt up as the new earth is purified and the new heavens are purified. And we, the supernatural body of Christ, each one of us given a glorious, brand new body of perfect age, perfect dimensions. We will live in brand new glorious bodies, and we will rule and create and reign forever with Jesus Christ. And with that, I want to end and challenge you to go the whole way until you begin to download on a regular basis what Jesus Christ died to give you in your eternal inheritance. This is Paul McGuire. I need you to stand with me so we can spread this message far and wide. I need you To ask God what you can do. And whatever the Lord Jesus Christ calls you to do, I'm asking you to, to obey it with donations, gifts, contributions, with intercessory prayer, with signing up for our e blast and social media pages, which are all secure. We give it to no one. And most of all, to join me in the power of the Holy Spirit as your brother in Christ to take back from America and the rest of the world, to take back, to seize back all that the devil has stolen. From our generation and previous generations. And right now, with tears in our eyes, we have to admit the devil is busy at work attempting to destroy all that God has invested in these new future generations that are coming up now or are soon to be born. We cannot stand back and be passive and tolerate the devil's illegal advances. We must respond to the call of God with an instantaneous obedience. And we mu- when we hear the Lord Jesus Christ call us, we must hear it, and it must affect every cell in our body. And when you hear the voice of God, and you want to know whether you heard it or not, one way you will know whether or not you heard the voice of God is that every cell in your biological being and your brain will begin to vibrate and resonate with the frequency of God. Oh, yes. You'll know it. If you have to ask whether you heard from God, you may not have heard from God. But I promise you, if you hear from God when he calls you, and then you dare to step out in childlike obedience, you will experience in your inner man or woman, you will sense, you will become aware of the resonant frequency, the frequency of God vibrating in your inner man, energizing your cells, your organs, and your tissues. And yes, I'm going to say something that will blow a lot of people's minds. To whatever degree God allows it, because He is sovereign King, you will begin to experience the power of God operating in your body, spirit, and mind, the power of God resonating with the frequency of God, which will cause you to experience, again, to whatever degree He allows it, longevity, longevity and the dunamis power of God. With that, I say God bless you and may God anoint you. I need your help. Visit paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us.